0: Hello, and welcome back to What's Your Thought Podcast. Hello, thank you for joining us. Yes, we are so excited for today because we have a special guest. We have our friend Maddie. Woohoo! Hi, have fun. I'm so excited to be here. We love Maddie. Yes, and so <laughs> Maddie is from the OG Telefund Snapchat conversation group, which was yes. like the seed of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes yeah we met her up in rexburg many moons ago mm-hmm. except we no i we did except i knew you way back before then in you california did.
2: yes
0: and oh, i yeah, forgot that
2: mm-hmm. we were at work one day it was like my first or second day and rachel turns to me she's like i know you and i was like <laughs> are like yeah You're creepy i don't <laughs> know do you I that? <laughs> like how do you know me <laughs> it's like we were, me we we're in the same myself. ward
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then it wasn't creepy anymore
2: yeah then it wasn't weird i was like actually i do kind of remember you but i wasn't in that work very long
1: Mm-mm. no i moved Like oh. well because we were the same age and our brothers were the same age yeah and have the same name so
2: and have the same name yes
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so. I, we left that word when I was like nine so
1: I'm yeah sure. literally <laughs> wasn't that, yeah wasn't that yeah, long
2: wasn't that long but I thought it was funny that you recognized me
1: <laughs> I know faces not names yeah so like I'll recognize a lot of people but I don't think they recognize me and I don't want to be creepy <laughs> <laughs> i just saying, I know you I know you <laughs> well and I recognized your last name Oh and yeah, and so I was like, okay, I know, I know her. Yeah. So. It was, anyways. Funny. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> anyways.
0: All right, so Maddie, we just thought we'd have you introduce yourself first. Okay. okay. Share who you are. Where do you live? How long have you been married? What did you study in school? You know, just all the, all, the all the
2: deep, all the good stuff. Okay. So right now we live in. The land of the potato in good old Idaho. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes. We live in a teeny tiny town, kinda near Boise, Twin Falls area. Um, my husband works up north building uh custom homes. And we just had a baby, so I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. Um we went to school BYU, Idaho, that's where we met. BYU I do, fell in love, got married, the whole story. Love it. <laughs> Um, I studied communications and journalism with an emphasis in PR. So I worked in marketing for a little bit after I graduated, realized I didn't like it. And I started working as the title of my job was like day treatment specialist, but I helped youth understand and learn coping skills that who struggled with like anxiety, depression, um, oppositional defiant disorder, and a lot of them were in the foster kis- foster system at some point. And so I worked with them and started a master's degree in clinical psychology, clinical counseling, and then had to put that on pause while
1: I had to take care of some other stuff. So now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to continue? Are you going to go back to your master's?
2: I will. Yeah, eventually. I would love okay. to like finish with that. I was about a year in and it was a three-year program so yeah I'm almost I'm like not I didn't just start but I'm not also super close to finishing but I would like to go soon good so
0: and how long of a program is it it's about three okay three years
2: so it's like two years of um like classes and then you have to go do in person like shadowing and oh yeah yeah
1: was it so. remotely? Was it done remote? Yeah, it was online. Okay. So Gotcha. Well, fun.
2: Nice. And how long have you been married? Oh, I've been married for five years in uh, this past December. Wow. Oh. That's
0: crazy. Five that went by years. fast. So fast.
1: So fast. Hmm.
0: I remember when you and Tyler were first meeting. Me too. You guys saw everything play out firsthand. Yes. Yeah.
1: You which from- is still
0: crazy for me because I still see Tyler as a little freshman in high school yeah <laughs>
2: Tyler and Tyler went to high school together
0: <laughs> and so it's so funny I've- now like seeing him as love. the dad of your cute little baby oh
1: yes <laughs> so you just had a baby how how old is he
2: six months yesterday what's the date 23rd six months 24th. on Wednesday 24th So the 21st, he was six months. I don't know when that
1: was. I (laughs) I don't know. Three days ago.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's so fun.
1: He's so cute.
2: He's a lot of fun.
1: Yes. All right. So we got quite a few um, questions. All right. So
0: So our topic for today probably should throw that out there is being a foster parent which is why we have Maddie on, because she has been a foster parent. (laughs) And so we have a bunch of questions that we ourselves have for Maddie and that you all have asked Maddie. And so we're just going to go through them and have her talk about them. Mm -hmm. All right. So, oh, yeah. Okay, so our first question is pretty good to start out with, but how did you decide to foster, become a foster parent? All right.
2: So this is like really random. I've always remembered wanting to do it or being interested in it. Like before I even got married. Um, and so when Tyler and I were engaged, I told him like, I would like to do foster care in the future. Like that's one of my goals in life is to do foster care. And so we got married and it kind of fell off the table. And then one class I had, it was like professional public speaking. Um, Someone did a presentation on the foster care system and had like interviewed people that were in the foster care system. And I just remember like feeling so much emotion around that. I like walked out of my classroom straight to Tyler. He was waiting for me outside and I started crying and I was like, we need to do foster care. Hmm. Like, let's do it right now. And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> and we're like broke. We're two college students. We're working like part-time student jobs in this teeny tiny apartment. Like obviously that was not the best situation to do foster care. um, So that was always just on our mind. We always talked about it. We always had it as a thing to do after we graduated. So like the second we graduated and we able to have a home with extra bedrooms, we started the process. So it always was kind of
1: on my mind
2: as okay. something to do.
1: Yeah. Um. So the next question is explain the process. What steps do you have to take? And how long does it take? Okay, so there's
2: a lot of paperwork that goes into it. So at first, you can Google just like how to become a foster parent in your state, and it'll take you to the government website. So I think it's probably pretty similar to Utah, Mm -hmm. but... I'm sure there are some differences. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. And so I just found that and I clicked like interested in being a foster parent. And so it asks your name, your address, like how old you are, all the basic questions. And you'll get a super thick packet of paperwork sent to your door. It was like two days after I filled out that survey. I got this super thick packet of paper. Wow. And so, yeah, we filled that out. It took a while to get through all of that. And... So then you send that in. And while you're filling that out, a social worker gets assigned to you. So they'll okay. call and be like, we like heard that you want, are interested, that you're filling out this paperwork. Can we come meet you? So that that they come meet you. They do kind of like an intro to what you have to get done. So you fill out the packet of paperwork and then you have to start an online class. Um, so we started during COVID. Yeah, during COVID. So ours was on Zoom. And it was a four-week, it was a five-week class, four hours a week.
1: Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, so like, every Wednesday we had a four-hour class oh. from, like, 6.30 to 10.30. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, during that time you're taking the class, you have your social worker come and do home studies. So, they check, like, how many bedrooms do you have? How many bathrooms do you have? Can... Like, do your windows open? Do your doors have locks? Um, you have to make sure all of your medication is, like, in a lockbox and, like, hidden so kids can't reach it. You have to, mm-hmm. if you own firearms, like guns, you have to have the gun in one lockbox and the bullets in another lockbox, like, in a different location. Like, they can't be next to each other. Mm-hmm. So we had one locked in our bedroom and, like, the bullets locked in the master bathroom. So they have to be separated. Um, they ask about family members. How close are you with your siblings? How close are you with your parents? Do your siblings live close? Do your parents live close? Do they support you in this? Um, then you have to ask two people to write like a letter of recommendation. So one can be a family member. The other one has to be like a friend or an employer or a church leader or someone that knows you outside of your family relations. And then I think there were like three home studies you had to do and then after that you finish your class then you go get a background check and once your background check comes back clean and you get the okay then you can go in and sign your license so it is a pretty long process I think we started in September and we signed our license the beginning of January so oh few months so went by fast but i think that like if you're right on top of it and you're getting it all done that's the quickest it can get done
1: you know yeah so wow that is a process it's a long
2: process and you have to be willing to like it's like kind of awkward because you're sitting there with this social worker and it's like do you have any addictions you need to tell us about and it's like well no but (laughs) i feel so uncomfortable (laughs) they have
1: to get deep Yeah, they have to get deep. Wow. (laughs) Which is I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense.
2: (laughs) It's really good. Yeah, so you can, like, weed out the people that shouldn't be fostering, but...
1: Which there are still those that, like, fall through because you hear (laughs) stories all the time. Oh, yeah. Which is so sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad.
0: Yeah. All right. All right, so then you... You signed your license. How long was it before you had kids in your home then?
2: So we had one bedroom, and the rule here in Idaho is that you can either have two kids of the same gender in one room or two kids of opposite gender if they are under the age of five.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So we got calls almost immediately. Like we signed it, and then maybe two or three days later, we started getting calls. And it wasn't just like one call a week. It was like multiple calls a week. But they were all for teenagers that were of the opposite gender. So we couldn't have, and they wanted to keep them together. So we couldn't have them Were they siblings? They were siblings. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is good. You want to keep them together as much as you can. So we signed it in January and the first foster, oh, we did respite. So I don't know if you guys know what respite is, but that's Uh it's kind of like foster care babysitting. So these kids have a a foster home that they're in, but their foster parents maybe go on vacation or have to go somewhere and can't bring the kids out of state with them. Mm -hmm. We watch the kids while their foster parents are gone. So we maybe had them in March for a week and it was a brother and sister. So the brother just had to sleep on the couch and the sister slept in the bedroom. Uh, We had them in March and then we got our full, our first full-time placement in April. Okay. And so we got him and then we had more come in and out between that, that time and October or November of the end of the year. Mm.
0: Okay. And what age did you primarily have? So we have two
2: 10 year olds that stayed with us and then we had a five-year-old that stayed with us and we had a 10-month-old that stayed with us. So kind of all over the place.
1: Yeah. Did you get to choose what ages or are they just, like, whoever needs you? like You get to choose. Oh, you get to choose. So did you choose, like, we'll take anyone?
2: Originally, we said, like, we'd like younger kids, you know, because we were 25 and didn't have kids of our own. Like, I have no idea how to parent. (laughs) an older <laughs> child, right? Like I know how to handle babies. So we said like 0 to 4 and my social worker was like, "Well, I'm just going to put you down for 0 to 18." And we're like, okay. are <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> so, cool. I like we'll take them anyways. It doesn't matter. So we kind of just learned all together, but there I there wasn't like I didn't say no because of an age. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. So how many foster kids did you have come through your house total? Total. So we had the two
2: respite kiddos that stayed with us. Uh, the two 10-year-olds, the five-year-old, the 10-month-old. One of our 10-year-olds had an older sister who was 14. She stayed with us for a little bit. And then our five-year-old also had a sister. So eight altogether.
1: Wow. Wow. What was the longest placement? You had
2: so our little five year old. He was four when we got him. He was with us the longest, I'd say.
1: Let's see, how me six months he was with us? Wow, wow, yeah. I remember and when you had him, but I didn't know that it was that long. Mm-hmm. He was with us for a good chunk of time. Oh,
2: but on a more positive note, all of them were able to go back with mom. Oh, good, a oh, family oh, good. So like the four-year-old and one of our 10-year-olds were able to go back with mom and their siblings. And then another 10-year-old and a 10-month-old, they found family members, like aunts and uncles that were able to take them too. So
1: do you know how they're doing? Like, can you get updates on them? Or once they're out, like, you don't know. (sighs) I don't know how
2: they're doing now. Our one 10-year-old, he, as soon as mom got him back, moved out of the state. Oh. So I have... Yeah, I have no idea where he's at, what he's doing, how he's doing. Um, the five-year-old, when he went back, we kept I kept tabs on him for a little bit. And then once his mom's case was completely dismissed, I stopped hearing back from the social worker. The mom didn't, like, want to have my number or get in contact with her. So mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything from him. But one of our 10-year-olds, his family members actually lived, like... Three houses down from us so like when he'd come to see his family members that he'd come and knock on our door and say hi oh cute have a snack and like talk to us tell us what he was up to and then go back back with his uncle or wherever yeah so
1: oh what about your 10 month old
2: the 10 months of the old i have no idea we had him for like three weeks and an aunt popped up out of the blue and took him and i didn't hear back from the social worker I didn't. She didn't give me her oh. phone number. I heard absolutely nothing. Yeah, it was kind of sad.
1: That like breaks your heart. Yeah, it was is really that
0: been hard as the foster parent? Because you know you you care for these children and then mm-hmm. they're just gone. No, it's so hard and it's so sad. We have like because they forget stuff,
2: you know. And yeah, as I'm like cleaning, as we move, as we get stuff, I find like their socks or. We brought, we would buy them camp chairs or fishing poles or like little, you know, because they were with us during the summer. And so we have this like section in our garage that's just like all of their stuff. And uh-huh. it like breaks our heart. Me and Tyler were talking about it. We'll talk about it all the time. Like I can't, I don't have it in me to like give it away or donate it because it makes me so sad. But like also, it's stuff that I don't need, you know, it's just right. sitting there. It, and like when we had our baby, We were just sitting in the hospital, like talking about these foster kids that maybe didn't experience that unconditional love Mm -hmm. at some point in their life. You know, your mother will love you because it's their baby. Parents make mistakes, but also in this situation, they were the, they were the ones that suffered for the mistakes. And like, how sad is that? Yeah. Right. To know that these little kids experience that and so when you see them leave or they go back it's like a bittersweet moment because you love them and you want them to be back with their mom every child wants to be with their mom right regardless right their mom is their whole world um but also you're you're sad inside like you
1: love them and so that's why it's sad right yeah so. and you just don't and you don't always know like oh they're gonna be okay exactly oh that would be the hardest part for me yeah you don't know yeah. and it's like oh
2: you you pray for the best right like yeah these moms did everything they could to get their babies back but yeah. are they like are they eating enough are they are their sheets clean like
1: do they have enough clothes
2: do they have enough clothes Do they have warm clothes like are they going to their speech therapy you know all this stuff that you just runs in the back of your mind
1: oh yeah okay so that's like some of the hardest sending your kids back what was the best part of fostering
2: the best part is just <laughs> these little faces when they experience something for the first time or not even necessarily experience something for the first time but when you can see in their face that they know that they're safe that they're taking care of like every single child every single one of them that came through our house after dinner it didn't matter how much food was left on their plate they'd say can you please save this for me and they'd like watch it could be like one fork full of food Mm -hmm. and they're like please can you just save this for me and so they'd watch especially our five-year-old would watch me put it in the bag and they'd watch where i'd put it in the refrigerator right and he'd like make sure his food was there like i could not throw it away it had to be in the fridge and so when he realized like the next day he got just as much food, like he got his snacks and he got his breakfast and he got to sit on the couch and watch Cocoa Melon. Like he was just so happy. Or like when he, we got him his birthday cake, he's like, it's my birthday. We're like, yes, it's your birthday. Like blow out the candles. He was so excited. We accidentally got one of the, like those candles that are trick candles. Oh, <laughs> And we didn't know. So he's like trying to blow them out and we're <laughs> like, okay.
1: <laughs> <You're> like, sorry.
2: <laughs> or bad. But it's like just excitement and peace. I guess it's peace knowing that they're taken care of. Like they're with yeah. people who that care about them. Who care and want to make sure that they're safe, right? Or that they can go to bed at night and like know that they're safe, that they have their night light and they have blankets and they have pajamas and Mm-hmm. No one's going to come in and hurt them or they're not going to be like taken away from their siblings. So it's it's really cute to just see Aww. their faces.
1: So did like your five-year-old, since you mentioned him, did he ever get over? Did he ever stop saying like, oh, make sh- can you save this for me? Because he learned. No, no he didn't. No, every time. Every <laughs> day. <laughs> Did you explain to him like we'll have more food? Like it's okay. Yeah. I told just... I would
2: tell him. I'd be like, it's okay. We're you're having dinner tomorrow, but he wanted to make sure. And he wouldn't even eat the food, right? He'd forget about <laughs> yeah, it, the next right? Day. But yeah, all of them would make it. Would do that. Oh. They would just make sure that their food was there, which I think is pretty common in the foster care system. Like, probably, I think that's just something they want to make sure that they're fed, which yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes
0: sense. Yeah. Dang. So would you say that fostering was what you expected it to be or were there a lot of surprises? There were a lot of surprises. (laughs)
2: So it was, it was definitely harder than I expected it to be. Um, When you take the classes, they'll tell you like, oh, and you'll have hard moments and they sh- they very much sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like it'll be hard. You'll have hard moments. I'm like I can do hard, you know. <laughs> but there, these are small kids that are experiencing very very big emotions
0: mm-hmm. and have
2: experienced very traumatic events in their lives that most of us won't ever experience ever, our entire lives, and our kids will never experience it, and our grandkids will never experience it, That's and it's so something sad. that like you and i will never ever understand. Yeah. So uh, they did tell us they're like you'll like just be careful of the honeymoon phase. And I was like, oh, "Okay. These kids are great, right? Like <laughs> they go to bed and they're so nice and it's their defense mechanism, right? They're they're there trying to like scope out the new place, like are these people going to be nice to me?" And then they feel these big emotions from traumatic events and it's it can get crazy sometimes Um, oh my gosh and I at first was like what is going on because Tyler works right Tyler would leave for work at 6 30 and he'd get back at seven o'clock at night and the kids would go to bed at 7 30 or 8 so all of those big emotions during the day were all pointed towards me so like I'd have this little four-year-old hitting me and throwing toys and calling me a mother effer (laughs) because he was mad for something very small like because i made Mm -hmm. him go to the bathroom or something or uh, one of our 10 year olds was mad because i said oh we have to do a little bit of homework before we go to your visitation and he was not happy and he climbed up a tree and he stayed in a tree for like 45 minutes missed his visitation climbed down out of out of the tree and then ran to the house and like hid under his bed he was just mad he did not want to do homework And so, like, those are things in the class, you're like, they did not tell me (laughs) (laughs) how to handle an emotion like that. So that was something that definitely threw me for a loop. And it's something that you just have to, like, take a deep breath. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, he's hiding under his bed, and he's safe. I'm going to go sit on my bed and take like four deep breaths and then go <laughs> wait
0: for him to come out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like your work and what you were studying kind of helped you navigate that at all? Uh, Definitely.
2: <laughs> I didn't start studying. Did, I didn't start taking classes until after we okay. started. Healthcare. But um, where I worked helped me a lot because I was with, therapists so Mm -hmm. one of our kiddos actually saw a therapist that I worked with so I I could say like this is what he's doing and I like I don't understand and it's only towards me like he won't Mm -hmm. do that to his teachers he doesn't do it to Tyler he doesn't do it to you or he doesn't show these big emotions towards anyone except for me and so they definitely gave me like different coping techniques or coping mechanisms or ways that I can react or there she's the one that said like if he's safe, you can go and take five minutes to yourself and like gather yourself. Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Even if your own child was hitting you and throwing toys at your face, like it's you hard. Get, <laughs> you'd get mad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so you I just like didn't know. I would just like stand there and get toys thrown at me. And my mind would just go blank. I'm like, I have no idea (laughs) how to help you or myself right now. So where I worked definitely helped and taught me, like, different coping techniques to work with kids of different ages, right? Like, the coping Mm -hmm. mechanism I use for a 10-year-old is not going to be the same for a 4-year-old. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And did you just have to remind yourself, like, it's not about me. It's just what they Mm -hmm. know and Mm -hmm. you know i like
2: i talked to one of the kids the same therapist and i was like is it me like why does he hate just me Mm -hmm. because he was a sweet sweet little boy like he loved meeting new people he loved making friends he loved like talking and hugging and being around people except like when he was with me he was he at first he was like very cuddly and then when he'd get mad you could see his face change and he was mad at me and I'm like what am I doing (sighs) that this kid is so mad at me um and she said that um a lot of foster kids will take their anger out on like a foster mom because they're taking their anger out on their birth mom Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're like
2: they're disappointed and they're upset and they're angry and they don't know why their mom isn't there taking care of them. And so they feel safe with the foster mom. They feel safe knowing like I can throw blocks at her or I can say mean things to her. And she's still going to make feed sure I'm getting dinner. Good make sure, yeah. Feed me dinner. Make sure I'm taking a bath, make sure I'm ready for bed. So it's those emotions that are shown that were shown towards me from all of them or because they felt the safest with me which is a compliment but at the same time you're like um
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) and that's what they say that's what I even have to remind myself about my own kids Mm -hmm. like it's when they're you know big emotions it's because they trust me they yeah I remind you yes and I will always love them no matter what Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they can't do anything that will make me not like them or, or whatever. That.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's interesting, like, because, you know, you kind of expect that, you know, as the birth mom, you know, being your child's safe place. But that's really cool to see that that can transfer over with foster kids. Mm-hmm. And they can still tell that, like, you're their safe place. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, it's really special,
1: I'd say. For sure. Yeah. Um, And you said you were 25 when you became a foster parent? Yes, the ripe old age of 25. (laughs) Wisdom. (laughs) Wisdom. You were all-knowing at 25.
0: (laughs) And so did you, after, you know, having been in the, I mean, you weren't in the foster system, but working in the foster system, did you feel like it was as broken of a system as people on social media make it to be. Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely. That's and it so was, sad. it's so sad seeing it from the inside. I know, maybe I, maybe I just didn't, how do I say this without sounding super offensive? Um. Maybe I just didn't work with, it seemed like they did not have the child's best interest at heart. That's right so, so like one of our our 10 year olds he was a good kid and but you can tell you could tell he was angry right he had been in the foster system for a long time like since he was one
0: Aww. or two
2: and so he'd go in then dad would come take him out they'd go in and the mom would come back and take him out And then dad and, mom, and so he just would go in and out in and Aww. out in and out and so this, he was with us and he was so close to going back home with mom and then mom got a new boyfriend mm-hmm. and then mom got a new husband mm-hmm. and there was like, he'd come home from his visitations and there were some weird behaviors that started happening. And I told the social worker, like something's, something weird's going on. Right. Like he's not acting the way he usually acts. There are, there are strange behaviors that are happening. And I think, like it should be mentioned at his next hearing. Like you should, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll bring that up. I wasn't able to go because I was at work, but um, his, our kiddo's sister's foster mom was able to go. And she said that he didn't mention one single thing about it. No. Like nothing mentioned, no new behaviors were mentioned. Um, concerns weren't mentioned. And so they always say that they have the child's best interests at heart which I truly believe that the majority of social workers do for sure. But I think the system as a whole gives a lot of chances to parents, which disclaimer, I think that parents do deserve another chance. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's part of me like, well, do they deserve 10 chances? Yeah. Do they deserve 15 chances? Like when, when do we draw the line? Yeah. Yeah. When do you draw the line?
1: That was my question for a long time so when the kids go back to their parents do they like have someone checking in on them or is it like oh they're back with their parents they're good do you know
2: so with our 10 year old he just went back and she left so i don't think there was any checking in okay like she was not in the state so they didn't have to do anything right mm-hmm. i also think it's not records don't transfer right? So if he just got out of the foster system was back with his mom and they moved to Oregon like the department of health and welfare they're not going to ever know to check in right okay. which i also don't know if i agree with that either but um our 5 year old he would do um like practice stays with mom so he would go for 3 days and then the social worker was there checking in and then he'd come back and then he'd go for a week. Social worker was checking in, he'd come back. Then it was like a full-time temporary moving back with mom. And when they were, she was checking in on the mom and everything was good, then he moved back full-time. And I think she went and checked on him a few more times before the case was dismissed. So it depends on the case, I guess, is the answer. Mm,
1: okay.
2: Yeah. It's not
1: 100%. They check on him and it's not just like, cut ties right and the parents have to do like a certain criteria to get their kids back right yeah that's good and it's I think it's
2: different for every parent so like right you need to get a job or you need to find a place to live or you need to every parent has different requirements
1: I think
0: probably depending on why the child was taken to begin with Mm -hmm. yeah exactly
1: oh like breaks my heart I know what is one piece of advice you would give someone who is thinking of fostering one piece of advice? Let's see. There are a lot
2: questions. of, yeah. Um. <laughs> the first one I would say is to find like a support system. Right. So me and Tyler were kind of like in the middle of nowhere, but my parents moved two hours away and Heather has a sister 30 minutes away. And so when we were actually feeling like extremely overwhelmed, someone would come Mm -hmm. in and help, you know, like we could take time to go on a date or um, we moved the year after. So we had our five-year-old with us. And so we were trying to renovate an entire house so that he could come with us in the move. Mm -hmm. And so my mom would come and she would take him and he would spend a few nights at her house um so we could get stuff done and make sure everything was taken care of before we moved so you want a support system that's there to help Mm -hmm. you when you're feeling overwhelmed if you don't have that it'll feel like you're drowning right Um, because there's a lot of it's not just like oh I have this little kiddo in my house and he gets mad at me sometimes like you have those emotions but you also have to take them to doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and you gotta set them up with counselors and therapists you have to go to speech therapy or occupational therapy and you got to make sure like there's all these things that these kiddos were deprived of for so long that you just need to or they have visitations or they have you know it's it's if it's hard to do by yourself if you don't have someone
1: there to help you yeah right um did your mom have to do anything like in order to have your kids like stay it with her no so um
2: because it wasn't like an extended stay and she lived in the state Uh she was able like I just had to say oh this kid this child's gonna go stay with my mom for a day or two they he couldn't stay with her for more than three days Okay. okay so if it was more than three days you'd have to find respite but since she was in the state and it wasn't an extended stay she was able to just take him for a couple days
1: that's interesting that she didn't have to do yeah. anything
2: that is which looking back at that now i'm like they should do a background <laughs> check or something at least <laughs> yeah. a background check at least a background check so
0: but maybe so she, since
1: you were good weren't too worried about it or and something. they trusted you maybe yeah i don't know
2: <laughs> I don't think she had to do a background check. May I'll have to ask her, but I don't think she did because I think one day I just called her and was like, I need help. She came down and, and helped. So I don't
1: think huh. she needed one. Interesting.
0: So then what would you say was your number one takeaway from being a foster parent?
2: The number one takeaway that it's 100% worth it. It is one of the best things I've ever done. And we don't have any kids with us right now because our home isn't licensed for kids right now. Uh, We had to get it renewed last year, but I was pregnant and so sick. Like I was bedridden for the whole nine months. So I just couldn't take care of anyone but myself. So we didn't renew our license and I would 100% do it again. As soon as we get a house big enough for more kids, like we will get it approved and renewed. Um, Is it hard? It's so hard, but It's 100% like, it's a love that you, it's, you can't really describe it, right? Mm, It's like, you love these little kids so much and you sympathize with them and you want them to feel happy and safe and to go and reach their full potential. And if you can just give them six months of peace and comfort and they can look back on it in 20 years and be like, I remember when I stayed with them, that was such a happy time in my mm-hmm. life. Like, that is what makes it worth it.
1: Did you ever have any kids be like, this is the nicest home? Like, you are the nicest foster parents that we've ever had. Uh, no, I didn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all of the ones besides the one 10-year-old um, who had an older sister who was in and out for a while of the foster care system, we weren't his first home. But all the other ones... We were their first placement, so they didn't really know anything else besides us.
1: Gotcha. So what are some things you wish others knew about being a foster parent?
2: I wish they knew. Hmm.
1: That's a good question. We can come back to it if you want to think about it
0: let's come back to it i've never thought of that before (laughs) so are there things people say about being a foster parent that bother you yes there are two
2: things specifically one is just about the foster care system in general one is about being a foster parent the one about being a foster parent is that they could never be a foster parent because they get too attached right Mm -hmm. people say that all the time i say that (laughs) <laughs> yes all the time like it's so sad I, I get too attached i could never do it that is the point these little kids need that attachment they need to feel loved and safe and know that someone is on their side and someone's rooting for them and someone wants them to do good in school and someone wants them to you know that attachment is what is necessary to become a foster parent to be a foster parent in general and it's it's okay If you feel sad after they left, it's that they don't feel sad, right? It's that they knew they were safe. They knew they were loved because we know how to regulate our emotions. We know that we're feeling sad because someone has left, hopefully, onto a better situation. We want them to feel that love and attachment when they're in our home. That's the whole point is to be attached. Anyone can be a foster parent. You just have to accept that you're going to get attached and it's going to be sad when they leave. And it's a good thing. I never thought of it that way. Yes. It's a good attachment that you feel and it's okay to feel sad when they leave Mm -hmm. as long as they were safe and happy and healthy and loved in your home. The other thing is what people say about the foster care system. And I've seen this all over social media. I've had friends make comments about it. I have seen family members make comments about it. And it's that foster care, that abortion should be legalized because of the foster care system. And they say, like, if you want to know why abortion should be legalized, just take a look at the foster care system. Look at all these sad kids that Are in the foster care system and are broken. They're a broken system. That's why abortion should be legal, and that makes my blood boil. Mm -hmm. Boil. I will. I do not understand. I don't care what you vote, how you vote, what you think should be legal, what you think shouldn't be legal. I do not care. Right. That is your choice. But the fact that you're using these children to advocate for abortion like yeah how uh, it's not their fault they're in the foster care system number one number two could you imagine if like your mom has cancer and you're like oh anyone who has cancer should just that's why abortion should be illegal like what if you pass on the cancer gene no that makes no sense at all like why would a child or why would the thought of aborting babies Be your main reason for a child that is suffering from their parents' actions, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I hear that all the time. You would be shocked at the amount of times I've heard people use that as, uh, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, so so sad. That's something else that people say about the foster care system in general that just, like, makes my blood boil. Like, if you think it's broken, then why don't you do something to help it? You right. know, even if you don't want to offer up your home, like, why don't you offer up supplies or clothes or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be to help mm-hmm. fix a broken system or do your part, like advocating that abortion should be legal because of the kids in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense to me. <laughs> like that's yeah. not doing anyone any good. No, it's not doing anyone. And how sad would it be if you were one of those kids hearing that? Yeah. Um, That would be worse. Yeah, because then you're essentially saying, oh, that kid shouldn't have lived. Exactly. And, like, Mm. if anyone came into my house and saw my little 5-year-old, 10-year-old, 10-month-old and said, oh, see, you're the reason why abortion should be legal. You. It's like, please leave my house. That is
1: just
2: It makes no sense. And... People say it a lot about the foster care system and I just don't quite understand where they're coming from. So from a foster parent point of view, it's people say they can't get it too attached. And then from the foster care system, it's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I get that. Um, so my question is, since you had your baby, are you going to foster again when he's a little bit older? Mm mm-hmm
2: and so it was always oh sorry go
1: ahead no I was gonna say like do you have an age preference that you want your own kids to be when you start again
2: yes so when we didn't have any kids we didn't really care but now that we have a child we want to make sure our any foster kid that comes into our home is younger than our oldest okay okay and so we'll kind of just go from there so so right now it's our oldest but I also think like we'll probably do just youngest than our youngest child. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. so like if, mm-hmm. if Rhett is four and the next baby is two, we'll just do two and younger. Gotcha. Yeah. So that we can, I don't know, make sure everyone is safe and taken care of and nothing's going on.
1: Right. Yeah. And you don't want someone older than your oldest to like bully your oldest or... Exactly. Like...
2: I don't want anyone to get bullied. I don't want... um. I don't want biological kids to think, like, who are these people that just came into my home and, like, tell me I can't sleep in my bedroom, you know? No, that makes
1: perfect sense. Yeah. So when do you think that you'll start fostering again? So we're hoping
2: we are finishing up renovations on our house right now. Our house is too small to have another... Child in the, in the bedroom here that we have here. Oh, okay, gotcha. So we're hoping to sell this house sometime next year and get a bigger one. So once okay. we have a bigger one with a third bedroom, right now we just have two bedrooms.
1: Gotcha. We'll start
2: again. Gotcha. And your license is good in Idaho. It's good for five years. So mm. our foster license is good for five years. You just have to get your home license. Um, oh, okay. What's it called? Renewed. Renewed. Yes, every and year. It, and is that a quick process? Yeah, your social worker will come over and like you just made sure that we had windows that you could get out of and that there was a fire extinguisher in the house and mm. there's an extra bathroom for kiddos.
0: Gotcha. And then you get your license renewed. Gotcha.
1: So, pretty easy. Perfect. Any other questions?
0: Well, what was that question we were going to go back to?
1: Oh, yeah. yes. What are things you wish others knew about being a foster parent? That one? that one
0: yeah okay yeah. I don't right.
1: remember
2: <laughs> I think it was that one
1: it was that one knew. or what's your number one no it was that one what are the things you wish it others knew about being a foster one. parent
2: I wish others knew hmm. that if you think you can't do it you really can do it it is hard to, to even imagine it like for so many different reasons but let me think how i want to word this. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of goes back to what I said when I said that it's worth it. Um, It's hard and you'll feel a lot of emotions yourself. Mm-hmm. Just like, even when you get the call and just the call in and of itself. Like one time we got a call and it was an eight year old boy woke up. His mom had passed away in the middle of the night and oh, they're no. just like finding, they're like, we just need a house where he can bring his dog. Like that was like, please let me bring my dog. And like, I thought about that for weeks. Like how sad, how sad, you know, like it will break your heart. Not just like, you'll feel sad for them. You'll feel mad for them. You'll feel like hurt for them and you'll feel like frazzled and Overwhelmed. You'll feel a lot of emotions, but you'll also feel love, and you'll feel like like the feeling of love that you have while you have these little kids in your home is so much greater than the negative emotions that you will feel. Like to know, we would always before Ted and I would go to bed, we would open their door, and like make sure they're okay, right? Make sure they were asleep, and just to see those little tiny faces safe in their bed knowing that they're safe, like cuddled up with their stuffed animals is the best feeling that you can experience because it's love. Like it is, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you don't expect anything in return. Mm -hmm. And they know that. So the, and and you're so happy to do it. And you're so happy to do it. So the positive emotions outweigh the negative emotions. So I guess that's what I would want people to know I love that
1: yeah <laughs> you're the best foster mom
2: yeah <laughs> you are too nice I definitely could have been better <laughs> looking back I'm like wow now that I like understand more I could have done things way differently but I feel like every mom motherhood yep. yeah yeah I think that's just a mom thing <laughs> yeah
1: yep okay I thought of one more question okay did you, e- did you ever, not even ever, did you ever consider foster to adopt? And is that like a whole other process to go through? Um, is it like either I, you foster or you foster to adopt? Or is it I like... I think it is
2: a different process. A different I process? have never, I haven't, uh, we didn't think about it at the time because all of our kids have the opportunity to go back. Hmm. Like they were never at that stage
1: where they needed Mm -hmm. to. Is that, so it's like two different pools of kids. Like these kids are eligible to go back and these kids like need to be adopted or they're just all together.
2: They're all together. And I think from the time they enter the system, the parent has, I want to say 15 months. Okay. To accomplish all of the things that they need to get done in order to get their child back and then once those 15 months are ending that's when they start looking for adoption
1: oh okay
2: so it's the same it's all the same kids they're all in the same system
1: it's just whose parents accomplish yeah or like
2: if a a parent gives up parental rights Mm. then they would be placed on the foster to adopt gotcha into a foster to adopt home i guess Okay. So you can be licensed as a foster parent or foster to adopt, I guess. Okay. And we just did foster.
1: Okay. But I think
2: most, every single state, except for Virginia, does reunification first. So, oh, you're from Virginia.
1: Yeah, I am. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
2: So Virginia is the only state that as soon as The child enters the foster care system i think it's virginia it's been a while and it might have changed in the past two years but virginia is the only state where when a child enters a foster care system they start to find a more permanent placement
1: interesting
2: every other state is the parent has a certain amount of time for the child to be reunified with them
1: interesting wow yeah have you ever met the parents of your kids
2: no no i have not know the let's see no i've met family members i met like a grandpa to one of them our other one their aunt uncle and cousins live down the street mm-hmm. so like when they found out that he was down the street at our house the entire family showed up like aunts uncles cousins grandma's on facetime like oh wow it's a family like, reunion
1: um, on your porch like,
2: what's going on right now so i met <laughs> all of them but i've never met like an a, 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 their moms oh and i don't think any of them had
1: dads in the picture so interesting mm-hmm. kylie do you have any more qu- any last questions
0: no but i put all my questions in amongst the other questions so
1: perfect yeah any last thoughts maddie
2: any last thoughts anyone can ask me questions about foster care at any time foster care and infertility are my two favorite subjects to talk about so i'm an open yeah. book when it comes to we those definitely want to have
0: you come on again to talk about your infertility yes. journey as
2: well okay i do love to talk about that i think no. that's not talked about enough either <laughs> mm-hmm. but if anyone has questions or like wants to know more or is are nervous about starting or interested it's something i i hold very dear to my heart and would love to answer any questions that people have so
1: we will um put your instagram in the description if that's okay with you yeah. or yes. and so people can dm you or they can dm our the podcast instagram and then we'll pass it on to you yeah. okay
2: yeah that'd be great i would love to answer any
1: questions people have so cuz i feel like these are just like skimming the surface questions i know seriously (laughs) leads a whole like there's a lot
2: yeah there's a lot that comes with foster care but it's worth it right it's just that's all Mm -hmm. i can say it's hard but it's worth it
1: my heart (laughs) i know i could hear you i could listen to you talk about it all day
2: you guys are so nice. Is it because I have such a soothing voice? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but at the I'm same time, it like, breaks life. my heart.
1: Yes, you're made No, it's for the-
2: really sad.
1: I know. It breaks my heart at the same time.
2: And like uh, these stories, I wish I could share them with you guys. I'm not allowed to, I don't think. I'm not allowed to share names, pictures, stories. Yeah. Right. But um, like these little kids, the, we, we did rest it for two kiddos and they came, brother and sister, and their head was full of lice.
0: Oh, no. Like
2: Full of it. And they were in a foster home and I was like, what? It, I, for hours I picked lice out of this little girl's hair. And she would just sit there at night, every single night, and she would just cry, her and her brother. And they'd cry and they'd say, it's our fault. We were taken away from like our mom. No. she She would ask us to Clean the house and we didn't do it and so it's our fault and it's just so sad these little kids Mm -hmm. it's not their fault at all right they probably have no idea what just happened to them Mm -hmm. and they just need someone to listen and to love them and and to comfort them right that's what we all want that's what everyone wants regardless of your age so mm -hmm. just that little like time where you can comfort this small
1: sad child is (laughs) heartwarming And I think it's so interesting that I heard this somewhere, I don't know where, but like you said, you mentioned it before, every child wants to go back to their mom, whether Mm -hmm. their mom was awful to them or not. Yeah. And it's so interesting because like your mom could beat you till you're black and blue, but once you're taken away, like you want to go back to your mom.
2: Yeah. You you, You love her. There's like a loyalty there.
1: Yes, cuz she's
2: mom.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> we're going to we're going to end this before it gets too sad.
0: Well, thank well, you so much Maddie you... for coming on.
2: It was so fun. I'm so glad I could do it. I'm sorry it took so long. Things kind of got crazy. the last You had six a months. baby?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> it's understandable. And
1: before that yeah. you were sick.
2: <laughs> yes. So, I'm glad I could make it on though. It was so yes. fun. Yes. And you guys are rock stars. I love listening to you guys I'm so proud of you
1: thank (laughs) you and like we said before we'll have Maddie on again to talk about her infertility journey because that (laughs) is also very interesting yes
0: because it's also very different from Kirsten's story so yes very
1: different very different yeah
0: Yeah. yes we'll definitely have you on again and thank you all for those of you who sent in questions we love the participation and hearing Mm -hmm. all of your thoughts and yeah, yeah. remember so, to rate, review, subscribe, follow, like all the
1: things. Yes, and as always, Kay, love you. Bye. Kay, love you. Bye. Go, Maddie. Love
2: you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>